Let's start with a set of observations that might seem obvious to most. Everything about our attitudes and behavior starts in the realm of our thought life. The internal world of our mind determines what we do and say. How you think about self and others and the world we all move about in is expressed in how you treat self and others. How you think about work, school, relationships and family leads to how you operate in those environments. This is nothing new or novel, and you've probably thought about this yourself and seen, heard, or read something along these lines from a commentator, motivational speaker, therapist, life coach, high achiever, or even a trusted person in your circle. Well, if we all know this, if it's something everyone senses, then why the struggle to get a grip on some of the most basic aspects of living a healthier, more balanced and peaceful life. I submit that it's not because we don't know that there is value in guarding our thought lives, but that we do not make it a priority. We are allowing our deepest thoughts about the deepest and most profound things to be not just influenced but perhaps even steered by elements or forces that do not have our best interests in mind. One of my go-tos on this subject is from a letter written almost 2,000 years ago, still very much relevant today. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Isn't it fascinating how ancient teachings and wisdom sayings, like this one from the Apostle Paul written to Christians in Rome somewhere around AD 57, apply even to our modern context? There are truly timeless and universally applicable principles that equip us to live well and are very much worth looking to on a routine basis. Paul challenges us to make the conscious decision to resist conforming to the pattern of a world around us that is, by almost any objective measure, faltering in terms of how best to live in a manner that cultivates inner peace and harmony, shalom. It's that shalom that then not only empowers me to better operate in all areas of my life, but spills over into the lives of those around me. The most prevalent thinking and behavior patterns, they are connected by the way, are not delivering the goods. They are robbing us of the good. Much of this stems from how society is becoming increasingly addicted to scrolling and swiping endlessly through carefully crafted and curated algorithm-driven news feeds, stories, shorts, reels, posts, etc. that can commandeer our thinking and views of reality that in turn can become the drivers behind certain actions we take. By outsourcing our decision-making, we are a step or two away from outsourcing our personal agency. That sounds a wee bit alarmist, doesn't it? Allow me to explain. 
As we navigate life's seasons, whether you're 18 or 80, we are granting authority to sources of information and feedback about the most important things that shape our decisions regarding who we are, our place in the world, and how we are then supposed to behave. So we can easily trace out the relationship between what and how we think, which involves lots of decision-making, to our behavior, whether words or deeds. So the issue becomes to what or whom are we granting authority in terms of the most basic elements of our worldview that includes what it means to be me and how to make the most of my life. Of course, we can break this down into the various areas of life, such as personal finance, diet and exercise, or matters related to career and education, or even home life. But all of these areas, as well as countless others, exist within the grand narrative, the big story that is your life. And it all starts with your views of what and who you are, what is your place in the world, and how best to live in light of what you decide is true. What voices am I listening to and taking to heart such that I then decide, behave, speak, and do life in a certain way? This leads to my second go-to wisdom saying relating to this. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Proverbs chapter 4 Verse 23. Quick note of clarification. The ancient Hebrew and Christian writers referred to the heart as the essence of the self and the spring from which a person's life proceeds. It is the center of a person's mind, will, and emotions. Even today, we refer to someone as having a good heart if they model virtue, or a lot of heart if they display endurance, courage, or fighting spirit in the midst of a trial. So the wisdom saying makes sense and holds. Guard the essence of the self since all we do flows from that place. What are we to guard against? How about guarding against being dominated by the endless stream of agenda-driven chatter and information that is so often negative, malicious, and even irrational that can be pushed into the very fibers of our consciousness through the platforms that exist on the devices we carry or the boxes we stare at and listen to for hours every day? Going back to that first go-to, transformation in the areas of my life that need it involves taking command of my thinking, which is going to require me taking measures to protect what gets into my mind, my heart. Yes, this sounds almost painfully obvious, but the question remains as to why, despite living in one of the most affluent, resource-rich nations in history, an increasing number of Americans are struggling so mightily in the basic areas of wellness, physical health, mental health, and emotional health. Metabolic brokenness is rampant. One in two have a chronic disease. One in four have two or more. More than 70% of our population are well over what is the optimal weight and or body composition. Only 20% of Americans meet the exercise guidelines and 27% of us get no exercise at all. 
in a previous episode, I mentioned how the data show that the diseases and deaths of despair, depression and anxiety, suicide, accidental poisoning, that's drug overdose and alcohol related issues, and loneliness are all trending upward rather rapidly. Something is way off. These are all connected in some way to lifestyle behavior decisions or choices and cannot be passed off to just genetic predispositions. In fact, our behavior choices are an important factor in all three, physical health, mental health, and emotional health, which traces back to what's going on in the realm of our thought lives, leading to the decisions we make. Most simply do not take the time to think about their own thinking and how easy it is to default to the patterns on display around us. What are we staring at, listening to, watching, and setting our minds on? What are we aiming ourselves at in terms of the ideal? Whose ideal, by the way? Who and what are we granting authority over what and how we think that then leads right into how we behave? We have both the right and the ability to take matters into our own hands by first taking control of what we set our minds on, and this can lead to the renewal that can then spark life-changing results. The key to transforming ourselves physically, mentally, and emotionally is mind renewal. The key to transformation in our relationships, family, career, academic pursuits, civil and community service, you name it, and that's a key element that we'll circle back to, is changing our thinking patterns. It's taking command of our thoughts. The first step is to decide that taking control is essential. So go ahead and set aside some time to sit quietly with all devices off or set to silent and challenge yourself to get a firm grip on your thought life and start training yourself to do so. Yes, there's training and practice involved here. Developing the right mindset and thinking patterns starts with a conscious decision of your will and involves intention, diligence, focus, and persistence. Same as what you would apply to developing better habits a stronger and more fit body, or leveling up your artistic abilities. Settle on a single area that you know needs improvement and make that your target. Think in terms of the ideal outcome that you will aim at and then envision yourself hitting the bullseye. Now, setting your sights on an ideal isn't a guarantee that you'll hit it, but if you don't lock in on it, look intently at it, you will not be anywhere near the target. Vision is important here. It starts with vision, looking toward a worthwhile goal and imagining yourself making it a reality and what that will mean to your life and those you love most. Goals and targets that you will be able to stay after and eventually nail have to align with your values and your vision for what a good life is. This applies to any dimension of living that we've mentioned. Personal health and well-being, relationships, academics, career, community service, recreational pursuits, you name it. And that's the key. 
name it, point yourself at it, see yourself as doing it and getting to a certain level. Start planning out and then taking steps in that direction. And start that by guarding your mind, not allowing negativity, pessimism, malicious or judgmental thoughts about or toward others to poison your thinking and attitude. Take to heart the following advice and see how your thinking patterns change for the better. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Yep. Yet another wisdom saying, an ancient wisdom saying, reminding us that thinking is the boss, not feelings. And you are to be the king or queen ruling over your thoughts. Take your rightful position on the throne and wield control of what you allow in that determines in large part what comes out in the form of behavior and the things you say. You will be changed for the better, and that will shine out onto and bless everyone in your path, especially those you love and who love you the most. Do not conform. Move against the grain. Be transformed by the renewing of your thinking, your mind. Peace to you, my friends.